0: You're listening to a Mint podcast, brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi everyone, this is Shovik, and welcome to the Mint TechCetera podcast. I cover technology for Mint where we try to make boring tech sound cool for you and hope that we don't end up making cool tech sound boring. Tune in as we decode the latest from the world of technology in India and around the world every week. A new sunrise has dawned on us here at the Mint Etc. podcast, where I, Shovik Das, have replaced Prasid Banerjee as the new host of your Mint Etc. podcast. Now that we've inherited this property, it's time to get the balls rolling and make sure that we make the most of it and make him proud as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new version of the Mint Etc. podcast, where nothing much has changed really except for the host where I, Shovik Das, has replaced Prasid Banerjee as the new host of your podcast. Now, this week, of course, we want to speak about something that's making the news and something that is going to continue making the news for the rest of the year and hopefully many more years to come. Now, that refers to India's semiconductor mission and, of course, the latest announcements that have been made in the semiconductor space. By now, you would be well aware that Micron, a US semiconductor company, has come to India and invested, well, from its end, $825 million, and along with all incentives, a package of $2.75 billion to set up a chip manufacturing facility. Now, to be sure, this is not exactly a manufacturing facility. This is, in fact, an assembly testing and packaging facility which Micron is going to build over the next almost a decade. Now, why this facility is important is, of course, a multifold discussion. At the start of it is the fact that this is one of India's biggest, rather the biggest, semiconductor facility announced till date. And this could potentially set the balls rolling for how India's semiconductor ambitions will play out. It all started, of course, in December of 2021, when India announced its semiconductor mission and a production-linked incentive scheme, where India rolled out $10 billion worth of production-linked incentives to any company who wishes to come and set up a semiconductor manufacturing and assembly facility in anywhere in the country. There are, of course, big incentives being offered. But the counter-argument has also remained that other geographies such as the United States with its CHIPS Act will prove to be a more attractive destination for companies to set up semiconductor facilities. There's also one factor to the argument that the United States once upon a time played host to a large section of semiconductor manufacturing plants, also known as fabrication plants or fabs. Now, these fabs of course migrated eastward into Asia, namely China and Taiwan, as the Asian nations proved to be a more lucrative ground for semiconductor manufacturers thanks to rich availability of resources as well as affordable labor. But things sort of got to a point where nations around the world realized that we need more semiconductor fabs, ones that are not concentrated around Taiwan and China. This conclusion came at heightening geopolitical tensions, namely between the United States and China, which showed the world that in case a war breaks out, the entire world might plunge into a semiconductor shortage. We saw a glimpse of it at the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. When the pandemic broke out, people were not allowed to visit the factories and prevent contamination in order to save their lives. But a result of the shutting down of semiconductor factories even though fabs are largely human-less automated plants ended up in a chip shortage around the world that lasted for more than just one year. Now chips are not just found in electronic devices such as smartphones and laptops. When you look at a bulb it also uses a chip. When you drive a car that also has a chip of some sort And so do refrigerators, washing machines and all other things, essentially everything around you that you see today. This is what makes semiconductors of such strategic geopolitical importance today. And that's the reason why India in 2021 decided to come up with its own $10 billion incentive plan to ask companies to set up store in the country. Now, of course, things like these take time to develop because companies which are investing billions of dollars will, of course, look at what kind of returns they would get. India, for its strategic might, is a country that forms one of the largest consumer bases in the world for whichever category of devices you would look at. Now, this includes smartphones, laptops, other electronics, cars, and any other consumer devices, all of which use chips today. Industry experts have said that having chip plants in the country, even in the form of assembly facilities and testing facilities, will help companies source semiconductors locally to a larger extent. Now, this is important for multiple reasons, the first of which is, of course, financial. According to industry experts, having semiconductor plants locally, including ones that are just assembly and testing and not necessarily fabs, can still have a positive impact of 20% on the total bill of materials cost that companies incur today. But it's not just about the cost, is it? It's also about having the flexibility to source your own chips from within your own land, instead of needing to look outside or to other nations to source chips. There is a concept of trusted geographies that is being floated around the world not just for technology, but in other sections as well. And this includes a group of nations which would trust each other and support each other in case of geopolitical turmoils and crises, all of which would trade internally to help keep the supply chain afloat. But an industry like the semiconductor cannot be moved away overnight from China or Taiwan. Taiwan, in fact, controls over half of the world's semiconductor supplies. This trillion-dollar economy of Taiwan is extremely strong and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, which you may know as TSMC, actually makes more than 50% of the world's chips. Will India setting up its own chips take TSMC's might away? Not really, because TSMC will continue to build out of its Taiwan plant and it has also announced a $40 billion plant in the United States which is expected to start becoming operational in phases from 2024 and onward. And that is also going to continue contributing majorly to TSMC's output. What India is looking at is to take baby steps in the world of semiconductor manufacturing. By setting up an assembly testing and packaging facility in the country, India stands the chance to now attract supply chain vendors who cater to the rest of the industry. Now, these vendors are the ones who will eventually develop an overall ecosystem. For instance, on simple terms, when you're looking to set up a bread factory, you will need a number of raw materials. Now, each of these raw materials might have a different supplier, all of whom come together to make the ecosystem of making bread. The same applies to the making of semiconductors, where multiple vendors who supply clean water, who supply other materials including different chemical elements will of course at one point come together to create India's semiconductor economy. It is this economy that India is now pursuing and the first steps of which have now been taken by Micron. Micron coming to India will also have a second impact in the form of attracting other companies around the world who may start looking at India as a potentially competitive market. Alongside Micron, a fellow United States company called Applied Materials also announced a $400 million engineering development center from where it will start building components that are required for engineering semiconductors. Companies like Applied Materials form a part of the supply chain that makes the semiconductor industry globally. And these are the companies that will eventually contribute to making India a significant player in the semiconductor market. But all of this is the eventual pipe dream. Can it really happen? The jury is still out and of course we wouldn't know until multiple years pass by and decades later we see the industry to have been built or otherwise. But for now, the start has been made. And the start is a good one for Micron is one of the biggest semiconductor players around the world. According to statistics, it ranks within the top four semiconductor companies in the world Which is what, according to experts, can be an exciting prospect for India, because bigger the company that comes to India, the bigger is the semiconductor supply chain that will come to India with them, and according with them, the greater is the overall semiconductor value chain that stands to be created. Now all of this is well and good, but this also can have a trickle-down impact on startups. For instance, A Chennai-based startup named Mindgrove at the end of June also announced a partnership with UK-based semiconductor company Imagination to license their chip design and build their own custom chips, which can then be used in various industrial systems, such as automation machines in work floors and factories, as well as automated traffic systems and other public utilities. Now these are the kind of announcements that we would expect to see more of in the long run And of course, there is the entire prospect of more jobs being created in this field, which we will hopefully get to see in the long run too. Micron has already spoken about creating 5,000 direct and 15,000 indirect jobs in this industry, while a third US company, Lam Research, has spoken about creating a platform or launching a platform which will be used to train 60,000 semiconductor engineers over a span of 10 years. All of this speaks about India looking to build an entire circular economy or in the sense a fully independent supply chain which can support the entire semiconductor industry on its own. But the story will not be so easy. After all, no single company controls a particular industry like the semiconductor on its own. Even with its dominance, Taiwan also relies on other companies across the world for certain elements and will continue to do so. For instance, the United States, despite not having fabrication plants in its country, continues to hold a majority of the International Chip Design IP. Now, this IP is all crucial because it is based on the IP that chips are designed and as a result for Taiwan, there will be no chips to build if there is no design to reference from. As a result of which the United States continues to hold a position of power because chip design is a strength of the United States. India interestingly also holds a position of power in chip design and plenty of Indian engineers are trained in the field of semiconductor design. All of this is expected to come together and the first steps have been made in the month of June where three, four or even five companies have made related announcements in the field of semiconductors. Where are we headed? That is something that only time will tell. And the central government has also spoken about inviting revised applications from other applicants such as Vedanta and Foxconn in order to set up the semiconductor industry at a more competitive scale. Will this happen? Only time will tell. So that's that for this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed what we discussed. And if you have suggestions in terms of what more we can cover as part of our podcast, do let us know. You can catch me at Distant vicinity on Twitter and at Shavik Das on Instagram. Thank you so much. See you next time.